The Goblin Spider. Sometime after the incident mentioned in the previous legend had taken place, the brave Reiko became seriously ill and was obliged to keep to his room. At about midnight, a little boy always brought him some medicine. This boy was unknown to Reiko, but as he kept so many servants, it did not at first awaken suspicion. Reiko grew worse instead of better, and always worse immediately after he had taken the medicine. So he began to think that some supernatural force was the cause of his illness. At last, Reiko asked his head servant if he knew anything about the boy who came to him at midnight. Neither the head servant nor anyone else seemed to know anything about this boy. By this time, Reiko's suspicions were fully awakened, and he determined to go carefully into the matter. When the small boy came again at midnight, instead of taking the medicine, Reiko threw the cup at his head and, drawing his sword, attempted to kill him. A sharp cry of pain rang through the room, but as the boy was flying from the apartment, he threw something at Reiko. It spread outward into a huge, white, sticky web, which clung so tightly to Reiko that he could hardly move. No sooner had he cut the web through with his sword than another enveloped him. Reiko then called for assistance, and his chief retainer met the miscreant in one of the corridors and stopped his further progress with extended sword. The goblin threw a web over him, too. When the retainer at last managed to extricate himself and was able to run into his master's room, he saw that Reiko had also been the victim of the goblin spider. The goblin spider was eventually discovered in a cave writhing in pain, blood flowing from the sword cut on his head. He was instantly killed, and with his death there passed away the evil influence that had caused Reiko's serious illness. From that hour, the hero regained his health and strength, and a sumptuous banquet was prepared in honor of the happy event. Now there is another version of this legend, which differs so widely in many of its details from the one we've just heard, that it almost amounts to a new story altogether. To dispense with this version would be to rob the legend of its most sinister aspects. On one occasion, Reiko left Kyoto with Suna, the most worthy of his retainers. As they were crossing the plain of Rendai, they saw a skull rise into the air and fly before them as if driven by the wind, until it finally disappeared at a place called Kagura Gaoka. Reiko and his retainer had no sooner noticed the disappearance of the skull than they perceived before them a mansion in ruins. Reiko entered the dilapidated building and saw an old woman of strange aspect. She was dressed in white and had white hair. She opened her eyes with a small stick and the upper eyelids fell back over her head like a hat. Then she used the rod to open her mouth and let her breast fall forward upon her knees. Thus she addressed the astonished Reiko. I am 290 years old, I serve nine masters, and the house in which you stand is haunted by demons. Having listened to these words, Reiko walked into the kitchen, and catching a glimpse of the sky, he perceived that a great storm was brewing. 
As he stood watching the dark clouds gather, he heard the sound of ghostly footsteps, and there crowded into the room a great company of goblins. But these were not the only supernatural creatures which Reiko encountered, for presently he saw a being dressed like a nun. Her very small body was naked to the waist, her face was two feet in length, and her arms were white as snow and thin as threads. For a moment, this dreadful creature laughed and then vanished like a mist. Reiko suddenly heard the welcome sound of a cock crowing and imagined that the ghostly visitors would trouble him no more. But once again, he heard footsteps, and this time he saw no hideous hag, but a lovely woman, more graceful than the willow branches as they wave in the breeze. As he gazed upon this lovely maiden, his eyes became blinded for a moment on account of her radiant beauty. Before he could recover his sight, he found himself enveloped in countless cobwebs. He struck at her with his sword, and when she disappeared, he found that he had but cut through the planks of the floor and broken the foundation stone beneath. At this moment, Suna joined his master, and they perceived that the sword was covered with white blood and that the point had been broken in the conflict. After much searching, Reiko and his retainer discovered a den in which they saw a monster with many legs and a head of enormous size covered with downy hair. Its mighty eyes shone like the sun and moon as it groaned aloud, I am sick and in pain, leave me alone. As Reiko and Suna drew near, they recognized the broken sword point projecting from the monster. The heroes then dragged the creature out of its den and cut off its head. Out of the deep wound in the creature's stomach gushed 1,990 skulls, and in addition, many spiders as large as children. Reiko and his follower realized that the monster before them was none other than the mountain spider. When they cut open the great carcass, they discovered, within the entrails, the ghostly remains of many human corpses.